You know, I guess one person can make a difference. Enough said. Welcome back to Geek Explain, the podcast for comics, film, TV, and more. You name it, we can explain it. I'm your host, Eric Zana, and uh, today's episode is um, not the one we planned for this week. Uh, this week's episode was supposed to be the uh, Daredevil Season 3 review, but um, for those of you who don't know, uh, this past Monday, uh, Stan Lee, legend in this business, uh, pretty much the one of the creators of all of your favorite Marvel heroes, uh, passed away. He passed away at the age of 95. And uh, this has been an uh, incredible week. Um, Stan Lee touched so many people's lives, and it was uh, a real... I think it was a real blow to not just the uh, nerd community, including myself and uh, I would assume all of you who are listening to this, but uh, to the world as a whole, because not only did, uh, not only is Stan one of the most prolific uh, writers and editors in the entire comics genre, but because of his characters have uh, achieved a certain level of, um, I would say, mainstream... um, Popularity, he has become someone who is uh, just uh, really beloved by a lot of people. And it was difficult for a lot of people uh, this past Monday to kind of come to terms because we have had uh, d- certain hoaxes before about him passing away, and it was uh, really really tragic to find out that he excuse me he did uh end up passing away so uh this episode is just going to be a quick little uh tribute to stan because he did in fact touch so many people's lives and i would be remiss if i didn't talk about him here no notes or anything just gonna kind of uh go off the cuff here so um stanley lieber also known as stan lee uh, is really one of the giants of this industry, if not the giant of this industry. Um, he is responsible for the creation of characters like Spider-Man, the Fantastic Four, Black Panther, all of these characters who we know today as these larger-than-life characters all at some point or another started off in the mind of Stan Lee. And I think he gets a, he gets kind of a, uh, a bad rap these days from uh, quote-unquote true comic book fans because uh, he... I w- I'm not going to say he didn't deserve a lot of praise, but he kind of allowed a lot of people to give him a lot of praise on things that he, I guess, wasn't... Um, wasn't solely responsible for like a lot of people look at spider-man as like that's just stanley's creation where they kind of throw to the side 
people like Steve Ditko, who arguably was just as important to the creation of that character. But regardless of that, Stan Lee was probably the best hype man for uh, not just Marvel Comics, but comic books in general. He made car- he made Marvel Comics cool. He made comic books cool. And through all of his... Uh, through all of his showmanship, through all of his many cameos across a bevy of different films, uh, people really started to gain this, uh, or Stan, excuse me, started to gain this notoriety because he was such a unique character and a unique individual. Um, many people, you can show them a picture and they know who Stanley is. And for me, I first, I want to say... Oh, our dog is, uh, or not our dog, but the neighbor's dog is a uh, huge, huge Stanley fan. And she's very, uh, very sorry about his passing. But I think my first memory of Stan was uh, I remember hearing his voice on a little, uh, little cartoon pilot called Pride of the X Men. This was a made-for-TV pilot, an animated pilot for what was going to be a an animated TV show long before the actual animated series that ended up airing later on. This was a pilot to set up a series using kind of an older format, different voice actors. This is the cartoon where uh, famously or infamously, depending on how you look at it, Wolverine has an Australian accent for some reason. Uh, but the opening to that was a full Stanley monologue, you know, spouting all of his catchphrases, true believers, Excelsior, the whole deal. And I remember thinking, I was like, this is cool. He's got catchphrases. He knows what he's talking about. Like, it instantly got me in. And that pilot, for better or for worse, uh, was my first interaction with uh, the X-Men as a whole. And I was immediately just pulled in by the iconography of Stanley with the mustache, the sunglasses. He was a character. And as he started to appear in more things, he started to appear in different cameos all across uh, not just Marvel Comics films, but also other films. He uh, recently appeared in the uh, Teen Titans Go to the Movies film, which love it or hate it uh his cameo was really funny in that he didn't realize it wasn't a marvel movie and so they kind of poked fun at him uh showing up in all these movies so it was it was really it was great and just getting to find out that oh he wasn't just the kind of uh public face of marvel comics he also had a hand in writing had a hand in editing he was one of the people who brought the who brought Marvel back from the brink of collapse at one point and kicked off the age of heroes that Marvel is really known for today. He started off with Fantastic Four on his last legs in the comics industry. He was going to quit it altogether. And then famously, his, uh, his wife told him, why don't you, because you're on your way out anyway, you've already made up your mind you're leaving, why don't you write a comic about what you want to write about? And so he made the Fantastic Four, which were real characters with real problems. And I just, it was, it was revolutionary for its time. And that kicked off a whole, just, 
a whole menagerie that's not a that's not the right word for it but a bunch of different characters who weren't just all kind of uh cookie cutter as the uh, Silver Age of DC is kind of looked at where all the characters are the exact same they just wear different costumes and these were characters like Spider-Man who was a nerd who was a bullied teenager who also got to be a superhero these were characters like Ben Grimm the Thing who is a person with a heart of gold but is forced to look like an, a giant orange rock monster for the rest of his life and dealing with these um problems in their day-to-day -day along with being a hero so i was just blown away by these characters i was blown away by his impact on the industry uh his famous partnerships with steve ditko with uh jack kirby uh even though those relationships didn't really end up being uh super positive they had an impact that is still felt today not just through the comics but now through these films through these movies that have gained worldwide acclaim uh, infinity war is the most expensive movie ever made ever made or the most expensive comic book movie ever made anyway and is the most successful comic book movie of all time so it is without a doubt uh pretty clear to everyone just the impact and the legacy that stan is going to leave behind and i thought that one of the ways that i could kind of showcase that was to talk to you guys was to get your uh best memories best moments uh from stan and kind of share them i wanted to just share with you all everybody's uh everybody's memories of stan he was an incredible figure just um just a giant of this industry he there will never be another stanley and i think that um one of the ways that we keep these characters these people these legends alive is by talking about them and keeping our memories of them around because the, in that respect they live forever stan lee is gonna live on throughout the memories and the characters that he created with all of us and all of these people so i put a little um call to action out on various social media platforms wanted to get people's ideas on uh, their favorite memories and i figured i would just share them here so that we could all kind of collectively share in celebrating the life of Stanley. So uh, I have my notes up, not notes specifically, but uh, people's memories. Um, and if you have a memory of Stanley, if there's something that you thought was really special or even a favorite cameo or a favorite moment of Stan Lee, uh, feel free to share them to me. Feel free to share them to everyone. Uh, you can tweet them at us at Pod. That's at GeekSplainedPod. Uh, you can also feel free to um, comment anywhere on uh, wherever you get your um, wherever you get your your podcasts and I just I want us to keep talking about Stan Lee to keep just sharing the incredible life of somebody who uh, has had an impact on so many other people's lives so uh, up first I have uh, a memory from Henry uh, good uh, good friend of mine he re he he referenced the uh, the 
most recent uh, Spider-Man game on PS4. Uh, he his favorite moment or cameo uh, is his uh, is Stan Lee's cameo in that game. He said mostly because I wasn't expecting it. And I don't think I was either. I don't think anyone was. Uh, for those of you who haven't played the game, Stan makes a appearance fairly, I want to say fairly early on in the game, probably in the first 10 hours of the game, where uh, Mary Jane and Peter, who have at this point been broken up for six months, uh, meet back at their, I want to say it was their go-to uh, restaurant, and they haven't really seen each other in six months so they're reconnecting and everything and uh spider-man has to or peter has to leave because you know sirens are blowing and he has to go fight crime so he leaves early and mary jane you know picks up the tab and as she's leaving you hear stan lee's voice saying you know it's great to see you again i've always loved you two together or something like along those lines and then you get this cut over to stanley who i guess is maybe the owner maybe the cook of this restaurant and it was just a cool like whoa didn't expect that so i really enjoyed that as well uh tristan uh submitted the cameo from <laughs> from age of ultron which is another uh really good one where um also fairly early on in the film they're having kind of a get together in avengers tower with a bunch of different people and a bunch of different guests and part of the guest list is or are a bunch of uh military veterans which in real life stanley actually was he served in world war ii and was one of the very few um soldiers in that war to have the official rank of playwright uh, another notable one being dr seuss so um they have a bunch of uh, military veterans, um, presumably friends of Steve's from uh, the war or other wars, and uh, one of them is Stan Lee. And so there's a bit at, at this party, which is something that I think Joss Whedon got really right, is the interpersonal relationships between a lot of the Avengers, where um, Cap and Thor are talking to some of the older veterans, and um, Thor has like some... I want to say it's like Asgardian mead or something like that. And he, you know, gives Cap a little bit and uh, Stan Stan makes his appearance. It's like, oh, let me give some of that. And Thor says, no, 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 no. This is Asgardian ale or something like that. And he basically says, like, um, this isn't made for mortal men. And Stan basically says uh, something along the lines of neither was, I, I want to say, like... Um, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but he basically says, uh, neither was such and such war, but we're here now, so drink up. And so, like, Thor shares it with him, and they just cut over to Stan, who was just plastered, being, you know, helped away, and he just whispers, he's like, Celsior. So they got his, his catchphrase in a cameo, which was great. Um, and that's one of one of the best cameos for sure um we also have a uh, submission from leto leto good friend from uh the warner brothers uh horror made here event uh he wrote in meeting him at comic-con and seeing the smile on his face when i told him that pretty much the only thing that kept me going through middle school was spider-man and the belief that heroes for the downtrodden do exist and i could not agree more again touching back on 
what I was saying with uh, Stan writing uh, real heroes with real problems. He really gave a lot of hope to a lot of people who were downtrodden back when liking superheroes was not the cool thing. When you would get bullied for reading comic books, I was part of that. I remember getting bullied for being a nerd, for reading comic books. And um, characters like Spider-Man, who was also bullied, but also showed people that you don't need to be defined by um, how other people view you. You can be a hero regardless. Really gave me a lot of inspiration, and I'm glad that he was able to impact Leto in that same way. And um, just, that's one of the things that I really love about Comic-Con as well, just as a concept. Because you get to meet some of the people who inspire you at every stage of your life. So um, I'm, I haven't been able to go to any Comic-Cons recently, but I'm hoping to go to WonderCon uh, this spring. So hopefully be going to be able to do that. But thank you for submitting that, Lido. Uh, from Colin, he writes, his cameo in Mallrats was pretty funny. And it begs the question, is the View Universe part of the MCU? Now, for those of you who don't know, the View Universe is the kind of uh, fan term for all of the Kevin Smith movies. Kevin Smith famously, or maybe not famously, because I don't know how many people really know, but has really kind of constructed all the films that he's made, Mallrats, um, Jane Silent Bob, uh, Dogma, all of them are kind of a cinematic universe in themselves where they all more or less happen in the same world. And he made a cameo in Mallrats, which was full, just chock full of comic book iconography. And so I definitely agree that he uh one of his best cameos is in that film and it does beg that question so i would love for any of the uh view universe characters maybe asylum bob to kind of pop up in a future marvel movie to kind of confirm that but who knows uh christopher uh christopher R uh, submitted the uh, cameo from the first Amazing Spider-Man movie with uh, Andrew Garfield. And that is one of, if not my favorite cameos. So the scene is uh, Spider-Man is fighting the lizard inside of his high school. But um, at a certain point, their battle spills into the library where it looks like Stanley is the librarian for the school and Stanley has his headphones on and he's listening to music so he doesn't notice that behind him Spider-Man and the lizard are tearing up the bookshelves just fighting there's a cool moment where a table flies from off screen and suddenly stops right at Stanley where you can kind of see that uh, Spider-Man caught it with his web and then flings it back at lizard the entire time they're fighting in the background stanley is just you know stamping books getting them back in so i loved that i absolutely love that it was one of my favorite parts of the movie and i really enjoyed that and i'm glad that that made it on the list for sure uh we also have a, have a uh, submission from austin uh who wrote wrote who who wrote getting to meet him at phoenix comic-con back in 2011 which uh was also my first comic-con as well 
during the con, his hotel room was right across from the room my friend Caleb and I had, and it was pretty awesome. So one night during the time at the con, my friend and myself was waiting for the elevator to go to our room. While we were waiting, Stanley made a cameo waiting for the elevator as well. Uh, we both got to talk to Doc. We both got to talk to him just for the ride, talking about the con and how he's liking Phoenix, truly once-in-a-lifetime experience. After we got off the elevator ride, he was getting back to his hotel room, but all three of us just did one giant excelsior, and we both told each other, enjoy the rest of the con. So that's that's fantastic. Thank you, Austin, for sharing that. Um, he, man, and that's just like, that's another example of Stan just being so willing to interact with fans, to share experiences with them, and I also was at that convention. I also uh, saw Stanley. I didn't get to meet him, which is just heartbreaking now, but uh, I saw him, got to see him in person as he was uh, heading to one of the signings, and he just he loved being part of something he loved being part of a community he loved just the idea of having these fans who wanted to meet him and wanted to discuss the things that he was passionate about as well and so i think that's awesome that austin got to meet him uh teary uh submits his part in big hero 6 for sure uh for those of you who don't know big hero 6 was an animated film uh of a CG animated film that technically technically is a Marvel film because Big Hero 6 was originally a uh, Marvel comic and at the very end one of the characters I forget his name now I, I need to watch that again it was a great movie um, he always talks about I think it's his dad his dad his dad but we never get to see him so in the post credit sequence he finds himself in this secret room where he is confronted by his dad who has just returned and you find out that his dad is Stan Lee and he's like he basically says something along the lines of glad you're finally in the family business being a superhero and everything so I thought that was really cool I didn't expect it at all so I was a big fan of that for sure as well um uh let's see here da, 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 da. Cameron Cameron, big, big fan of, uh, big fan of his, big, good friend of his as well. Uh, Cameron submits when he is a bus driver. What, let me, uh, okay. So he, he wrote his bus driver cameo because true story, I told my buddy two minutes before the Infinity War movie began that he would probably be a bus driver since he hadn't before. And what do you know? I died in the theater because my prediction was correct. And that's that's awesome. <laughs> that's so cool that, that he called that. Um, I was also a big fan of his cameos. And as, his, uh, as the year started to go by, his health started to kind of uh, decline. The, uh, the cameos became less and less intensive. Uh, originally, one of his... Uh, more i want to say uh, beloved cameos was as the mailman for the fantastic four back in the uh, couple fantastic four movies that included uh, chris evans as the human torch and 
as they started to go on, he started to make less appearances in uh, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. He was kind of just shouting out of a window. But um, it was great to see him in Infinity War kind of, again, interacting with Spider-Man, which is arguably his greatest creation. I think there's, it's a toss-up between uh, him and Fantastic Four on just their impact on comics as a whole. But, yeah, his cameo in Infinity War was great. Uh, I also got a submission from Andrew, who is a good friend of the podcast and has uh, sent in requests as well. And uh, I know he is listening, so hello, Andrew. Thank you for submitting this. He sent me something that I guess I would be remiss to uh, not include. He sent to me, let me, give me one second, I'm going to pull up the, uh, the message just because I want to... He sent me a message and it made me laugh so hard. Um, He wrote, Come on. He wrote, If you don't mention Stripperella, you're a coward. (laughs) So um, I guess I will mention that here. Uh, Stripperella. If you are not familiar with that, I'm going to give you a little crash course here. Stripperella was an animated TV show made by Stan Lee for Spike TV. Spike TV was one of those uh, TV shows that was really like, oh, it had all kinds of things. It had wrestling on it. It had um, Deadliest Warrior, which I really enjoyed. It had stuff like The Man Show. It was one of those, like, testosterone few networks. And so it's no surprise that one of the shows that debuted on that was uh, was Stripperella. Uh, Stripperella, the whole big thing was that this was a TV show created by Stan Lee. Uh, the basic premise of it is that the lead character is a stripper named er- Erotica Jones, who is leading a double life as the uh, secret agent Stripperella. Um, Obviously, uh, for mature audiences, rated TVMA. And this is a weird show. Weird, weird, weird show. Uh, Stripperella has the abilities... Let me look here. Stripperella's powers... I'm reading this off of Wikipedia. Stripperella's powers include enhanced reflexes and senses an astonishing intelligence, superhuman strength, jumping extremely high, quote-unquote sexy martial arts, and quote-unquote killer moves. Uh, (laughs) Um, She is also able to use her extravagant blonde hair as an effective parachute. So just one of the most ridiculous characters that you could ever, ever think up. Uh, Stripperella was on Spike TV in the spring of 2003 and lasted one season with 13 episodes. Um, just, just, man, what can you say about Stripperella? It is, it was a weird, weird, weird show, which based which I think was really the only th- reason that it got on the network was that it was created by Stanley. Uh, I really didn't find any reason that Stanley created it other than just like doing something different. But um, it was, uh, man, it was a weird period in Stanley's life. 
doing that. Um, yeah, so um, it was weird because all the episodes uh, aired out of order. Um, didn't really, like, you would see, like, one episode. I distinctly remember one episode watching it, like, I think... I mean, because it was 2003, I didn't really know what was going on at that point, and I happened upon Spike TV, and this was playing. And I'm looking at the episode list, and I'm trying to see if I can remember which episode it was. Um, um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. So... This episode was called Return of the Queen, and I'm just going to read you the synopsis for um, for this ridiculous episode. Uh, looks like this was episode 12 out of the season, so uh, the penultimate episode for the show. So the, the synopsis reads, Queen Clitoris comes in... Oh my god, Jesus Christ. Queen Clitoris comes again, and this time she wants Stripperella dead. So Clitoris hatches a fiendish plot and lures Stripperella into her lair on a secluded island. Can Stripperella get off the island in time to save her own life? So just like ridiculous stuff like that. Um, It was strange. It was a strange show. But um, wanted to mention that because I am not a coward. And (laughs) uh, I think sometimes when when we remember someone who has passed away, we like to uh, remember all of the good parts and kind of forget the uh, missteps that they may have made. So I I think I count Stripperella as definitely a misstep, but even in that, like, it's kind of started, it kind of became like its own cult classic in a way, and uh, obviously has its fans, like, uh, like our good buddy Andrew here. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was another another one. Uh, I think, what are we going on? Almost half an hour here. So uh, I'm going to wrap up with uh, my, my personal favorite memory of Stan Lee. Uh, so um, this was at uh, Comic-Con again. Um, it was uh, my first ever Comic-Con. It was Phoenix Comic-Con again back in 2011, just like uh, Austin wrote in uh and my expectations uh i didn't really have any because i'd never been to a comic-con before i had heard about them of course everyone hears about san diego comic-con at some point in their nerd life and uh i was just having a great time just doing a just going around with a couple friends uh shout out to brendan juan killian and uh good buddy ben gardner um and i just we were just having a blast just getting to see all these people in costumes getting to uh experience nerd culture really in its element for the first time and we had never gone to a comic-con before so we were all kind of um flying by the seat of our pants we didn't know what guests were there we were checking everything out and i remember distinctly we were walking around um and we only went for for one day. So we were walking around, and I remember someone pushed past us. And I looked over, and it was part of the security detail for Stan. Stan Lee was, what, like, basically the highlight guest at that Comic-Con. And they were on their way to their signing. And I 
I just I remember looking at my friend Brendan and we were just aghast. We that's that's Stan Lee. That's freaking Stan Lee. And so we both kind of um, we both just started shouting, just Excelsior, Excelsior. And I remember him turning his head with a smile. And again, never met him, but that was something just getting that acknowledgement, I guess, on a superficial level was uh, incredible, just incredible. So um, that is my that is my memory. That is my favorite memory of Stan. Um, also, he has, I mean, he has a bunch of cameos just all over the place. Uh, one of my favorites was probably uh, in the first um, first Avengers movie where he is, I mean, technically he had two, but um, one of them was in a deleted scene where uh, Cap is sitting at a... This is before, pretty much before the events of the film. He's sitting at a cafe in New York, kind of sketching something that I hope that, I guess they probably won't ever go back to, but I really loved about his character in the films was that he was uh, a really good artist. And this waitress is being really friendly to him, and at a certain point she walks away, and Stan just looks over his shoulder. He's sitting at a table behind Cap. He's like, ask for... Is, it's something along the lines of like ask for her number dumbass or something like that and i just i think that's lovely and then um his actual cameo in the film where they're kind of doing the news report after everything has happened and getting like testimonies from everyone and at a certain point uh they're getting it's kind of a shaky cam thing with uh, stan and you hear him go superheroes in new york give me a break and i just poking fun at himself poking fun at marvel I just, oh man, he's gonna be missed. He's gonna be missed for sure. Um, so I will, uh, I'll go ahead and wrap up here. Uh, I just want, I just wanted to put something out because Stanley impacted so many people's lives, and I am just, uh, I'm so thankful to him. I'm thankful to all the ideas that he came up with, all the characters that he helped create, all the stories he helped tell, and. Um, there is a large part of me that owes who I am today to Stan Lee. So uh, to Stan, I just wanted to say thank you, sir. Uh, I owe so much of my life to you, and the world is a better place for having you in it. So um, I will wrap it up here. Again, if you have a favorite Stan Lee memory or a favorite Stan Lee cameo, feel free to reach out. Um, uh, again, on Twitter, at GeekSplainPod, that's at GeekSplainPod. Uh, you can also feel free to send emails, because um, I'm an old man and I still read emails, uh, to geeksplained at gmail.com. Uh, we will continue next week with our regularly scheduled program, reg- regularly scheduled uh, podcast, uh, with the Daredevil review, and then we will wrap up uh, the month of November with the review of Castlevania Season 2. So um, I will see you next week and the week after for all of that. But for now, uh, for Geeksplain, this is Eric Azana. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Excelsior.